and welcome to episode number one of the Gridiron Fancy Football Podcast. My name is Chip Moran. I am your host today. I appreciate you listening and joining me. If you can't listen to us on the podcast, you can always watch us on YouTube at Gridiron Fancy Football. Now, I've been wanting to do a podcast for years, but I really never felt like the time was right to do it. I always felt like there was something hindering me and always just kind of roadblocking me to be able to do a podcast. And well, I have the most time to do it now because things have been kind of crazy, just like everyone else. And I felt like this is the best time to be able to do a podcast and finally do something I'm passionate about. You know, I'm super stoked to finally take that leap. You know, I love sports. I've been around sports my whole life. I was an ex-baseball player, ex-football player. You know, I practice physical therapy and I'm a certified personal trainer. So I've been around sports. You know, I've worked with NFL athletes. So I, my whole career and my upbringing has always been around sports. And I just am really excited to be able to do this podcast. You know, I do feel like I can bring a different dynamic to the table, a different perspective on injury and performance that most experts have to kind of go and outsource from, you know? So I wanted to do something where you can be a one-stop shop for all your fancy football knowledge and just win you a championship because that's the main goal. The main goal is to make sure that we are providing you the best information, the most accurate information to make sure that you are going to win your fantasy league. Now, today, it's the very first episode and I wanted to do something that is pretty much something that you can take and towards your draft. So today we're talking about the top 10 tips to prepare for your draft. Now we are entering draft season and there's over 40 million people that play fantasy football alone. And that number continues to grow. So if you are a veteran or a beginner, I hope you really get value out of this episode. And it's something that you can take and actually apply to your draft because I really think these 10 tips really help you when it comes to preparing for the draft because it starts in the off season, it starts on figuring out the best teams and the best leagues to join. So right now we're going to jump right into the top, top 10 tips to dominate your fantasy draft. So tip number one for me is you want to try to find and create a league that's competitive with you, your friends, your coworkers, because you, you want to find a league that's really enjoyable for you. Something that you want to be a part of that you're not having half a league that's just not paying attention. You got people who don't set their rosters. You got people who auto draft. Like you really want to find that league that is competitive, it's fun, and there's going to be trash talking and all that because that's all part of fantasy football. It's also doing a league with your friends, but as well as just be able to take money from them, be able to do things and just have like that trash talk ammunition for you to have during the season, all that. So I think really tip number one is to find that league that you really will enjoy, that you can be a part of, and it can be a league that stays around for a very long time because the best leagues are the ones who are around for years and years and years. Now, if you are a beginner and you just want to play in public leagues, just get your feet wet, that's a great option as well. But I think that you'll find when it means something, that's where you're going to have a lot more fun because I think that's where you're going to have, you know, you're going to pay attention to everything that happens. You're going to be very active during the off season and during this in season processes and all that stuff. So tip number one by far is to find that league that, you know, is best suited for you. Tip number two, what is your league setup? I mean, how many teams do you have? Is it a 10 team league? Is it a 12 team? Is it a 16 team league? 
You know, is it redraft? Is it keeper? Is it dynasty? Is your draft a snake draft? Is it an auction draft? Uh, what's your scoring system? Is it half PPR? Is it PPR? Is it standard? What's your roster structure? Do you have a one quarterback league, a two quarterback league? Are you playing a super flex? Do you guys play defenses? Do you guys play kickers? You know, all this matters. You know, is it, you know, for example, I mean, when it comes to drafting, you have to know these things because there are going to be players that you draft in a PPR that you won't necessarily have highly in your standard league drafts. So people like Jameson Crowder, Hunter Renfro, you know, James White, um, Tyreek Cohen and and all those people are good for PPR leagues, but not so much for standards. So I think when you look at your draft and you look at your roster structure, you look at your scoring system structure. Now, for example, my main league is a 10 team league. Now I, we play two quarterbacks, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a flex, a defense and no kicker. Okay. So, and we're an auction league. So that's kind of something that I've, I've really enjoyed because I know exactly what my budget's going to be. Cause we played the $200 budget. I know, okay, we, our league pretty much sets our own values on players. So we have all these things where going to the draft, you, you have a budget and you kind of know exactly what players you can probably go all out for some players that you probably can probably get on the cheap, but all that stuff matters. So really pay attention to the league structure, you know, the roster set up and all that, because that plays a role when you start planning for your draft. Now, tip number three, um, it probably goes without saying, but really try not to be a homer. Really try to avoid choosing players on your favorite team. Now, honestly, if you're going to have a team that has a bunch of studs, it's obvious that if they're fancy relevant, you're going to choose those players. For me, I'm a, I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. So this year, for instance, I would love to have Tom Brady, Rob Garkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, all those players on my roster. But obviously, that's not... That's not feasible. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to have enough money to be able to do that. If I was in a snake draft, there's no way I'll be able to get all those players. So you want to try to find a way to, maybe if you're a Panthers fan, obviously if you have Christian McCaffrey, you want to draft him if that's your favorite player on your favorite team. That obviously will matter. But like when it comes to trying to pick everybody on your favorite home team, please avoid that because it's it's going to hurt you in the long run. Um, there are going to be a couple of times where you're going to find offenses that you can sustain that. For instance, like Kansas City, you can probably have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. You're going to have Travis Kelsey. But in those instances, I would rather have a quarterback receiver tight end combo rather than trying to have from every position. So just be just pay attention to that. Really try to avoid getting all these players from your favorite team. And then tip number four is you really want to try to separate real football from fantasy football, which means is that there are going to be players out there that are fancy, not fancy relevant, but they still have this big, this big name. So a person like Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, these are two guys that are hall of fame players. And unfortunately they just are not the same premier running backs that they were when they were in their prime. Um, it's one of those things where you just have to pay attention to your, you know, to your draft and know like these guys were great, but it's not somebody that I want to draft on my roster only because of their name. Now, for instance, like last year, like Le'Veon Bell was a huge, huge name on people's rosters that just didn't do anything because of 
It could have been the year off that he had from football. It could have been obviously the offensive scheme that's in there with the Jets. But he just didn't have the fantasy value that you would expect from Le'Veon Bell like he was in Pittsburgh. So, like I said, pay attention. Just make sure that you can separate real football from fantasy football, and you should do fine. Now, tip number five is, you know, in – I feel like the offseason is the most crucial part of fantasy football. I think that when you when you look at the coaching changes, you look at free agency, you look at the entry status of players, you know, the NFL draft, I mean, these things matter when it comes to how players' fantasy value can change. You know, for me, you know, when when Bruce Arians came, the coach for the Bucks, well, we knew that he was bringing a high-powered offensive with him, and it showed last year. I mean, even though Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions, I mean, he was fantasy relevant all season because he was just chucking the ball, didn't care, just whatever. And you saw that. You saw Chris Godwin become a fantasy star. You saw Mike Evans have a decent year fantasy-wise. I mean, that's where you want to see things happen in fantasy, where coaches that are offensive mind and go to a high-power offense which brings out more fantasy studs. Now, for example, I just mentioned him in the last tip, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell goes from a high-powered offense in Pittsburgh, and then he goes to an offense in New York with Adam Gase that doesn't utilize him like he should be utilized. He is a guy who's a workhorse back. He's a great receiver out of the backfield, and he wasn't given the opportunity for for whatever reason. I mean, it was very frustrating to be – of Le'Veon Bell owner last year and him not be able to produce like he usually does produce based on the offense. And I think you have to pay attention that you have to pay attention to was my team that got the coach or fired the coach. Are they bringing in a defensive coach? Because is their style going to be more ground and pound? I mean, all that stuff matters. So really pay attention to the off season and obviously like free agency. A good, you know, another example exactly was what I just said was with, with Le'Veon Bell. It just shot him in the foot when it came to his value as a fantasy owner. And now I don't think it's Le'Veon Bell. It's the coach. And I think that's what matters. And in this year, you have Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon goes to Denver. And Philip Lindsay's already there. So it's going to be very interesting to kind of see how that dynamic plays out. Because Philip Lindsay's no slouch. He's a good running back. And Melvin Gordon is... I mean, he's a superior running back. He's a better, you know, better pass catcher and everything like that. So does that, do you draft Melvin Gordon early because of the fact that he's Melvin Gordon just because of the name? So just really pay, to pay attention to that. Make sure that you you know exactly how things will play out. And you'll if we have a offseason with the training camp and, and preseason games, you'll probably see kind of how he's going to be utilized, you know, in the in the preseason. But just pay attention to where these players went. And lastly, you know, the injury status. You know, there's going to be players that are come off an injury that you probably want to draft that you may be able to sneak on your roster, but it may be a wasted roster spot. A good example is right now what's going on in Seattle. I mean, you have Chris Carson coming back from a hip injury. You have Rashad Penny coming back from an ACL injury. And then they just signed Carlos Hyde. And I think that tells you something based on the status of these two guys coming back from injury, you know, there's been some talk that Rashad Penny is actually dealing with some more structural damage in his knee. 
So if it wasn't purely just an ACL injury and he's dealing with some other stuff structurally, that's going to delay him going forward. He's obviously going to be put on the PUP list. And he's probably not going to be ready until, I mean, obviously, I think the earliest is week six. So you may not see him any fancy relevance until week eight, week 10, based on how his knee holds up and how his rehab goes. I mean, so pay attention to these things. It does matter. So tip number six, during the offseason, as like right now, you need to mock draft. Mock draft is going to help you tremendously when it comes to knowing where players' ADP is, where their average draft position is. You really need to do mock drafts, kind of get a better insight on players that, you know, maybe maybe going way too early or going early, or players that you can probably sit back on based on, you know, everybody's rankings. Because the draft is the most unpredictable thing. You know, you have, just like I said, tip number one, it depends on your draft, you know, your draft in the league mates you have because you want to make sure that there's some consistency on how people are drafting, but you just never know how that's going to play out. So you really want to mock draft, get a better idea on players that you may be targeting that possibly could be going a lot earlier than you expect and people that you may have to be aggressive getting. And then also on the flip side, trying to figure out what players you can probably sit back on and just be patient for. So really, really do what you can mock draft. There's a lot of free apps out there where you can do some mock drafts. So I highly recommend mock drafting as much as you can. So tip number seven, you want to have a plan in your draft and you have to learn how to adjust and pivot during your draft. You know, usually for me, my plan is running back heavy. Usually the first two to three picks I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing running backs because me being a PPR league, I'm grabbing as many receiving, catching running backs as I can. You know, I really feel like just in in general, the running back position is the hardest to find through the season. In a running back position, there's only a few workhorse backs that you can get. So I'm willing to build my team around a running back heavy strategy. Now, I do understand that if there's a run for running backs early in your draft, you're not going to draft somebody who is rank lower than a receiver. So if I have somebody like Devin Singletary there and Mike Evans, now I'm going to grab Mike Evans before Devin Singletary because I'd rather have a premier receiver on my roster rather than a running back that could possibly be in a timeshare. So that's the things that you want to look for and know when to pivot. You know, for example, in my draft last year, I'm a huge Alvin Kamara fan. I've drafted him every year that he's been in the league. And last year, we're in a, like I said before, I'm in an auction draft. So when I drafted, I knew my number one target was going to be Alvin Kamara and then Tyreek Hill. Well, unfortunately, Alvin Kamara was the last top tier running back available when he got auctioned off. So for me, I went balls to the wall for him. I went and got him for $73. Okay. And the guy knew I wanted him, so he was bidding him up, and he knew I wasn't going to stop. So the problem was, once I did that and spent almost all my budget on one player, I had to sit back in my draft. I had to let the draft come to me because I used my whole, like, you know, most of my budget on one player. What was nice about that is that most players in my league or my league mates, they had Devin Singletary, they had... Um, David Montgomery ranked higher than Josh Jacobs. So when Josh Jacobs got auctioned off, I grabbed him for $6. So I was allowed to let the draft come to me and pick up another RB2 
with with a cheap you know a cheap amount. So that's what I'm saying. Like just know how know when to pivot, know when you have to be aggressive, but have a plan. But don't always focus on one plan because it could hinder your draft and it could really make your roster look like crap at the end. So really pay attention. Um, now tip number eight. You want to pay attention to runs. You want to do this because you don't want to reach for players. I mean, it happens every year. You're going to see players that are starting to start getting drafted. So you'll see a position like quarterback or tight end start getting drafted pretty early. And there's a run on these players. And then you feel like, okay, I have to go grab a quarterback or a tight end. Don't do that because there's enough quarterbacks and tight ends out there where you can wait, especially if you're in a one quarterback league. Now, if you're in a two quarterback league, that changes a little bit because, you know, you need you need a roster probably at the very least three quarterbacks, so you have some depth. But for example, like last year, Lamar Jackson was the number one quarterback, and his ADP was sixteen. So imagine all the people who drafted a Patrick Mahomes way early really missed out on building more of a nucleus with running back and receiver when they drafted somebody so early. And when someone was just kind of chilled out and and was patient, they got Lamar Jackson later on in the draft and his ADP was 16. So that's remarkable based on just, you know, having that patience as well as, as tight end, you know, tight end, there's not, there's not a lot of elite guys out there, but last year, you know, you were able to find QBs super late, like Mark Andrews. He was a late, he was a late draft pick. I got him on free agency in one of my, my dynasty leagues and all Mark Andrews was the number two tight end last year. Darren Waller last year ended with ended up at tight end four. And he was a guy that I picked up after the, the Raiders, after my draft was, was done. Darren Waller became my number one target in free agency because Antonio Brown got released from the Raiders and he was the only, only game in town. So I decided to pick him up and I had my tight end because I had drafted Vance McDonald and thinking that Vance McDonald was going to be, you know, the next breakout tight end and it didn't happen. So I had my insurance policy in Darren Waller and Darren Waller was obviously really good last year. And last example is Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper was a guy that was drafted super late and he was the tight end seven tip. Number nine, you want to know your rookies and where they landed during the draft, where they are on the depth chart. This is, you know, this is going to be a huge benefit to your draft strategy because there is a lot of things that happen during the preseason and there's a lot of players that get drafted that you probably don't even care about because they're a rookie. They got drafted behind another starter, but you have to pay attention to this because for example, in 2017, I went after David Johnson after he had his breakout season and I was trying to find a way to, you know, build depth in my roster. And I really didn't have, the the budget to 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 get guys that are with higher ranking. So for me, with my last pick of the draft, I was able to draft Kareem Hunt. And the reason why I did that is because any running back that goes to t- you know any Reed's offense is going to produce. But also, I was never a big big fan of Spencer Ware. So I decided, okay, I'm going to take a flyer on Kareem Hunt and see if he can beat out Spencer Ware for the starting position. And he was drafted in the third round, which I feel like when a team drafts a player with higher draft picks, you know that they're going to be part of the offense some way, somehow. So it worked out for me where I was able to pick up Kareem Hunt. 
Now, Spencer Ware, unfortunately, tore his PCL. So then he was out for the season. So it gave me a starting running back. And on top of that, I actually picked up Alvin Kamara as well. I know Alvin Kamara's situation is a little bit different, but, you know, back when Mark Ingram was there and Adrian Peterson was there. But he has so much buzz going around him that he fit that offense very well with New Orleans. So I had I went ahead and stashed him on my roster and waited and waited and waited. And finally, Adrian Peterson was released, which gave Alvin Kamara his opportunity to, to shine. And when I lost David Johnson that year because of, a, because of a wrist injury, Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara were my starting running backs. So it really pays, you know, it really pays dividends if you pay attention to these rookies that go to these teams that can produce. Now with wide receiver, that's a little different. Usually rookie wide receivers don't do much in the first half of the year, if all the whole year, and you see kind of some receivers kind of start getting their traction later on in the season. Now, last year, I mean, Terry McLaurin came right out of the gate doing well in fantasy. You know, DK Metcalf, it took some time for him to get used to the game. And then AJ Brown, we all know what he did later on in the season. So when it comes to rookie receivers, especially this year, I mean, CD Lamb goes to the Dallas Cowboys. I can't imagine him being a fancy relevant player, at least for this year. Uh, you know, with Judy out in, in Denver, I really don't know how he's going to play out. He may have a better chance to do something fancy-wise because Cortland Sutton's the number one and Judy's going to be the number two. So I think Judy has a has potential as a rookie receiver. And also Rager, the guy that got drafted from the Eagles, I think he has the potential to actually do something as well. So just pay attention on how these guys are being used during the offseason, during training camp, during the preseason, because these may be guys that you can take a you know late flyer on in draft, and it, they could be league winners. You just never know, but pay attention. And last but not least, this shouldn't, really, this shouldn't be a, really a tip. This should be common knowledge, but I'm putting it in there because it happens every single year. Please, please do not draft a kicker or a defense before – the last two picks. It happens every single year. There's going to be somebody who drafts the New, New England Patriots defense somewhere in the seventh round or whatever because they're the number one defense. Please don't be that guy or girl. Please just pay attention and don't draft the defense or a kicker because it's going to be a two positions you're going to stream all year long, right? Now, yes, there's... There, there could be a team out there that does that does well. It's probably not going to be the Patriots again this year. But don't use high draft stock on a defense. You're going to drop them anyways because you're going to during a bye week. Unless you're getting ready for the playoffs later on in the season, you're not going to roster more than one defense throughout the season. So just please don't do that. And when it comes to kickers, try to find a kicker that's going to be on a high powered offense. Because obviously that's going to benefit you if you're in a league that has kickers. And and most leagues, honestly, you're, it's not required to draft a defense or a kicker during your draft. But if you have to, use them for your last two picks. So those are my 10 tips. Um, let's go and review. You know, tip number one, just like I said, you want to find and create a league that's competitive with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Tip number two, you want you know, what, what's your league setup like? All that matters when it comes to your draft strategy. Tip number three, don't be a homer. Avoid only choosing players on your favorite team. Tip number four, try to separate real football from fantasy football. 
Tip number five, in the offseason, please pay attention to all the coaching changes, free agency, injury updates, and the NFL draft. Tip number six, during the offseason, please mock draft a lot. I cannot I cannot stress this enough. It's really going to help you in your in your draft. You know, tip number seven, have a plan, but learn how to adjust during your draft. Learn when to pivot. Tip number eight, pay attention to runs and don't reach on players. Tip number nine, know your rookies and where they landed during the draft. Tip number 10, please do not draft a defense or kicker before your last two picks. So that's it. Those are my top 10 tips to dominate your draft. Now, please know you're not going to win your league in your draft. That's where you build a good nucleus and you build on top of those those players that you drafted. Because with injuries, with trades, all that stuff, your team is going to look a lot different in the beginning of the season compared to what's going to be when you win your championship. So really, really pay attention to to knowing that this is not the end all be all. So I, I hope you found value out of this video. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and leave a comment. Also, if there's a tip that I overlooked, leave a comment below and let's discuss. Um, if there's something that I overlooked, please share with me and I will I will give you a shout out in the next video. And I think I think it's always good to open discussion to to know what other people are thinking and what tips may be helpful for you that I overlook. So really, please um, let me know. OK. And also, you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook at the Gridiron Pod and on Instagram at Gridiron Fantasy Football. You know, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss another episode. Have a great day and we'll see you all in the next episode. Take care.